welcome back to the Beyond a Gridiron podcast, ran by me, Luca, and unfortunately, Jordan suffered an appendicitis on Sunday, and he's doing okay, but I thought it'd be nice if I gave him the week off. We're wishing him a speedy recovery, you know, that could be really scary. Um, the surgery went well, and yeah, he's going to be back next week, but this week I'll be joined by my good friend, Ben, who's a Georgia friend, a Georgia fan. So, how are you doing today? I'm all right. I'm pretty good, actually. Today, um, got home no- earlier than normal, so that's pretty awesome. Nice to hear. Yeah, we had like a uh, four-day weekend, a lot of football going on. And right now, as we speak, the Eagles are playing the Texans. So because we're a half. on a Thursday night, yeah, undefeated. Is that 8-0 Eagles? It's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to start with some of the major headlines before I go into week nine. So Auburn head coach Brian Harson was fired oh, yeah. after I saw about that. yeah after a loss to um, Ole Miss, I believe. Arkansas. Yeah, he, oh yeah Arkansas. Um, he finished nine and twelve in his uh, span at Auburn. I just feel like he just wasn't the guy, you know. After the controversy, where there was a rumor about how he had an affair with his assistant. You know, ever since that happened, like, last year, he's just been on the downfall. You know, they replaced him with – they didn't replace him, but the interim coach is former Auburn running back Cardinal Williams. And they also hired Mississippi State's athletic director, Josh Cohen. So, you know, there's going to be a change in leadership there in Auburn. You know, I was really rooting for that guy. You know, some uh, candidates that might be higher are um, Deion Sanders at Jackson State, Liberty's Hugh Freeze. Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, but I don't really see that one. And Baylor's offense coordinator, Jeff Grimes. All right. Also, uh, the college football playoff. The first college football playoff rank is really released where um, Tennessee tops it, number one. Um, and number two follows them, Ohio State. Number three, Georgia. Number four, Clemson. Number five, Michigan. Number six, Alabama. Ben, do you have anything to say about those rankings? Um, I think – I think we're better than Tennessee. I think Georgia is better than Tennessee, but not as good as Ohio State, if I'm being completely I mean, honest. But I guess I we'll mean, see this upcoming week. Yeah, we'll see. I think Ohio State's the best team in the country, but you got to give it to Tennessee, right? Because they have that win over Alabama. And yeah, Tennessee has a great team, but I just yeah. don't think their de- their defense cuts it. Yeah, that passing defense is, you know, it's on the bottom half of the country. Anyway, speaking of speaking about Ohio State, they played Penn State last week and won forty-four to thirty-one, and which was a pretty fun game to watch. They really uh, like pulled away with the game in the fourth quarter, though. Yeah, twenty-one points in like four, three or four minutes. You know, twenty-eight. Close yeah, or twenty-eight points in the fourth quarter alone. That's where pretty much yeah, that, all the points were scored in that entire game. Is twenty-eight for Ohio State in the fourth quarter, seventeen for Penn State in the fourth quarter. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, the star player was JT Tumilau, who was an edge rusher. He was a 2021 five-star. He tore it up. Just look at these stats. He had two sacks, three tackles for loss, two interceptions, and two forced fumbles. You know, he single-handedly won that game for them. As well as Trayvon Henderson, who had 76 yards for two touchdowns. Yeah, but uh, I think Sean Clifford with those three ugly interceptions, that really – that really hurt their team. Yeah, he's notorious for not showing up in big games, but I don't know. 
you know what you're going to get from Penn State. They're a good team. They're just, you know, they're not elite. Yeah. All right, next game. I'm not going to cover this one, but speaking about the last podcast, Jackson State beat Southern 21-17. to that, that one's for Jordan. I bet he was really paying attention to that game. Anyways, <laughs> next, Georgia 42, Florida 20. Um, That's this awesome. Game, I want to talk about this. All right, let me just make a few points. This game was, like, really one-sided from the start. Didn't, like, Georgia go up 28-3? to And, oh, um, um, yeah, Georgia kind of just, they just took it as this is their biggest, I think this is like one of the, the biggest, um, wins we've had over Florida, like 20 yeah. years or something. Um, we kind of struggled in the third quarter a little bit, but we, it wasn't really a problem. We, we still kind of just took Did it. You see that touchdown by Brock Bowers where he just, the, the pass was like bobbled and he just. That was incredible. It went all the way around his head. He just bobbled it all the way around. Wow. That was my was incredible. Win in that game. Yeah, Brock Bowers is incredible. I mean, if you're a Florida fan, you got to be a little bit of hope for Anthony Richardson, who had a pretty good second half, all things considered. Anyways, next we'll shift to the number one team in the country, Tennessee, who absolutely destroyed Kentucky 44-6. And, man, did those uniforms look nice. Um we, we learned that Tennessee really has two Heisman contenders. You know, Hennon Hooker went for 245 yards and three touchdowns. Receiver Jalen Hyatt had 30, 138 yards and two touchdowns, which and those are his 13th and 14th touchdowns of the year. So, I mean, he should definitely be in the Heisman race. This Tennessee offense is explosive. And the defense showed up. Will Levis had an awful game, under 100 yards and three interceptions. Total, you know, domination by Tennessee here. Yeah, I will say I was pretty impressed with this game. Um, but I still don't think they're going to be able to keep up with our defense next week. All right, we'll see. Um, next game, we don't really have to cover this game, but I really want to talk about the aftermath. Michigan 29, Michigan State 7. Oh, yeah. The brawl. So Michigan cornerback Jaden McBurrow, he was jumped and beaten by multiple Michigan State players in the tunnel. And eight players for Michigan – state were suspended indefinitely uh and before that mel tucker a fan reached out on the michigan state head coach mel tucker and mel tucker just like swung at him so a lot of tension in that rivalry um yeah it's really unfortunate i don't know i don't know what they were thinking it's really uncalled for it's disgraceful that should not happen yeah like at the end of the day it's it's a game it's a game to have where you, yeah. you're entertainers, more, you're not yeah. like, you know, like that was more important than football. Yeah, but yeah, Michigan destroyed them in like everything, yeah. like every stat imaginable. Not good for Michigan State, who was a preseason top twenty team. Yeah. Anyways, next game. This was my biggest call the game of the week on the last podcast. I was raving about Kansas State how they will beat Oklahoma State, and that's exactly what happened. Kansas State 48, Oklahoma State 0. Um, I picked this one as well. Kansas like State has an elite defense. That's all I got to say. Oh, it was yeah. probably the worst loss in the Oklahoma State Mike Gundy era. The backup quarterback for Oklahoma State looked like a Heisman contender. He had 296 yards and four touchdowns. Oklahoma State could not pass, and they could not run. It was just pure domination. 
Yeah, Will Howard had a great game as well with almost 300 yeah. yards and four touchdowns. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, next game, Wake Forest 48, Louisville 21. No, that, Louisville 48, Wake Forest 21. Dude, Wake Forest, Sam, why? Dude, why? What happened to Sam? Six turnovers from Sam Hartman. And he had six touchdowns last week. Yeah. And I wondered why the spread was so low going into this game. I thought Wake Forest was just going to, you know, steamroll them. But, man, this was a top-10 team. You know, you you, you can't turn over the game. You can't commit seven turnovers and win a football game, especially in a conference game. Yeah. Louisville had an amazing running game. Yeah, Malik Cunningham also had two touchdowns on the ground. Yeah, three three rushing touchdowns. That's crazy. All right. Um, next game, Notre Dame forty one, Syracuse twenty four. Um, Syracuse, they were undefeated a couple weeks ago, but now they are in a two game losing streak. Um, on the first play of the game was a pick six by Brandon Joseph in Notre Dame. That's how this game went. You know, Notre Dame won on the won the game on the ground with their physicality and their running game. After the game, you know how Sean Tucker, the Syracuse running back, always likes to tweet about his good performances. Like, I am pleased with this performance. Well, Brandon, Brandon Joseph, a Notre Dame safety, uh, just trolled him. It was pretty funny on Instagram. And do you have anything to say about this game? Um, I think um, Notre Dame's running game. They got that one running back. What's his name? Estime. Yeah. He is incredible. He had more yards than um, their quarterback. He had more um, yards than Pine. He yeah, they're, really, they're a run-first team. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, this was – I feel like – yeah, yeah, great defense, great great run, running game for Notre Dame. I mm-hmm. think they they're they look really good. I agree. Next game uh, – I'm not really going to dive too deep in this game because, frankly, I did not watch it, but I just want to make a point clear. UNC 42-24, Pitt 24. So UNC basically won the Coastal, and they probably will compete in the ACC championship game. You know, Drake May is unbelievable, 388 yards and five touchdowns. Now he has a 29-3 to touchdown interception ratio. Yeah, that he had an incredible game against Pitt. That's yeah, insane. man, he is a great player. Yeah. Next they, game. Their, their receivers aren't even like too insane. They, it's just he. I mean, he they got a great player. They got Josh yeah, they Downs, got, you know. They got Green. They got. They got Green, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Josh Downs is probably a first round receiver. But, anyways, next let's uh, preview the games of this week. Um, wait, wait, one. wait. One more game. One more game. One more yeah, game. Yeah, sure. Go for it. UTEP and Middle Tennessee. Oh my God! I hate Middle Tennessee State. Um, Twenty-four to thirteen, Middle Tennessee takes it. Well, finally, um, it feels like the first game they've won. Chase Cunningham, Chase Cunningham had a, a pretty great game. Yeah, about I mean, two hundred fifty yards, twenty-one out of twenty-seven uh, passing attempts complete. That's pretty good. Yeah, you um, see his stats against Miami. <laughs> yeah, pretty good game there. All right. All right, yep, UTEP's not that good. And, they, yeah, they just lost to Notre Dame by, like, 20 points a couple weeks ago. But All right, next game, now, the preview, Week 10. Is it Week 10 or is it Week 9? I think it's Week 10. Um, it's week, week 9. Week 10. 
No, I think it's week 10. 10. Week 10. Week 10. Week 10. Um, number one, Tennessee at number three, Georgia. Georgia is an eight-point favorite. This um, is going to be a great game. I'm super excited for a little bit of a challenge. Season. Yeah, it's at home. So and it's at home. Their defense is a little, no, their offense is a little better than ours, but we a dominate little. them in defense. It's yeah, not not like a ton. It's not like dominating right. over our offense, but our defense does dominate over their defense. So and it's at home, so I'm a li- I'm not too worried. But it is also Tennessee, so yeah, I'm, I'm the most worried I've been this entire season. Yeah, well, fun fact: this is most expensive regular game, regular season football game on record. Oh yes, or, um, pick six hundred for. The the price to get in is six hundred and twenty six dollars, and the most expensive ticket is five thousand two hundred and thirty three, which is ridiculous. I mean, this is like one of the biggest games in a long time. But the winner of this game will most likely play in the SEC championship game. You know, there are high stakes. You know, we're really gonna need Oregon Georgia to show up today. I mean, on Saturday. Yeah, it all depends on how um how I think it's all on um, Stetson Bennett and his mental game, really. If he just doesn't, like, get too yeah. nervous and throw, like, two interceptions. I think Georgia should just play by controlling the line of scrimmage with their physicality, you know, and field position. That's how I think oh, they yeah, can we win. have a great O-line. You know, Tennessee leads the nation in scoring offense with 49.4 points per game, you know, but they do have a questionable secondary. And if we can get good stats in today, I can see Tennessee's secondary being exposed. Plus, Georgia's defense ranks fourth in the nation in yards allowed per game. So you got a really, you know, a fire against water here. This also we have dude, we have an incredible rushing game. Our running game has really stepped up this year. You do, you know, just ground and pound. Yeah, we got right. um, Kendall Milton, who is coming um, off of a. He should be coming off of a groin injury. Hopefully, he's able to play. Yeah. Adonis Mitchell is should be able to play. He's coming off of an ankle injury. He's been out the past couple of games, but now Lad Lad that extra, Oh, Lad McCogney, he's, he's pretty good. Um, oh, McIntosh and Edwards, they have been dominating our run game. And then we got Baby Chubb coming in. We're starting to give him the ball a little bit more, and he's, he's doing pretty good too. Uh, I'm, just, I'm really excited to see to see what we can do. Hey, but don't, don't sleep on Tennessee. They got Jalen Hyland, Jabari Smalls, Cedric Tillman coming back. Hendon Hooker, the Greensboro native. Man, this offense is just, man, I, I don't mind whoever wins this game, respectfully. But, man, will Tennessee's dream season live on, or will Georgia finally humble them? I mean, we'll find out we'll on see. 3.30. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. Next game, um, number six, Alabama travels to Baton Rouge to ho- to play number 10, LSU, who is a – where Alabama is a 13 and a half point favorite. And I'm just wondering, how did LSU creep back into the, to the top 10 after losing to Florida State week zero? You know, um, Jaden Daniels, you know, he's silently been one of the better quarterbacks in the country with, with 12 touchdowns and nine rushing touchdowns. Um, and the, the, the stakes are pretty high, too. You know, the winner of this game most likely will win the SEC and play the winner of the Georgia Tennessee game. And this is going to be a crazy atmosphere. You know, LSU has one of the best atmospheres in the nation. But honestly, I like Bama here big. I like them to cover. LSU is a good team, but I think Alabama's on a different level, you know, after their loss. It's, it's an on-the-road game, so I think it'll be closer than people expect. But Yeah, that's true. But Yeah, I think um, I think Alabama will take it. I just don't think LSU is, you know, a true top-10 team. All right. Next game, 
Um, we got 24th ranked Texas at 13th ranked Kansas State. Um, I'm really, really high on Kansas State this year. Um, really, give me Kansas State's defense to expose Texas. You know, Quinn Edwards was pretty bad uh, against Oklahoma State a week or two ago. And this is probably going to be the best running back battle of the season. You know, you got Bajon Robinson on Texas, and um, I don't think so. I think Kansas State is going to just take it in the run game, dude. Yeah, me too. You know, I'm fine. Whoever's at quarterback for Kansas State, because Will Howard and Adrian Martinez are both really good. I don't know why. But don't sleep Texas, on Texas. Don't sleep on Texas. I don't know why Texas is a two and a half favorite on the road when Kansas State has looked like the better team. I guess Vegas knows something that we don't. True. <laughs> All right. Next, we got four Clemson at Notre Dame, where Clemson's a three and a half point favorite. And I got a bold take. I think this is going to be a close game. Um, Notre Dame is physical and they play really good defense. I don't agree. I think Clemson is going to blow them out. Um, that's a bold take. I think I think this Notre Dame team is turning a corner. You know, after that shock. I think Stanford you're wrong. Loss. I think I've you're wrong. Say, I've been saying, dude, shut up. I've been saying. <laughs> I'm messing. I'm messing. I've been I've been saying a Clemson loss is on the cards for a while now. You know, if Notre Dame steel line can generate pressure, I think they have a really good chance to ups, to knock off the Tigers. You know, Notre Dame has not lost a regular season game in the AC, against an ACC team since Miami in 2017, where they lost 41 to eight. Best game of all time. You're saying. Um, um, I don't think you're gonna find your Clemson loss. I think Clemson will make it to the playoffs. I mean, yeah, they, that's they, possible. This is their this is their hardest game for the rest of the schedule, um, and I think they're gonna kind of take this game and run with it. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. So, who do you like here? I like Clemson. No, I like Notre Dame. Do I, I like the Notre Dame bunny line here? I like them to win. I think it's possible since it's on the road. It's um, a lot of pressure on Clemson to keep this undefeated record. Um, but um, I still think Clemson will win. But I think it will be pretty close. All right, next game is 22-ranked NC State versus 21st-ranked Wake Forest, where NC State is a three-and-a-half-point underdog. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to think of Wake Forest anymore after that last game, dude. I, yeah, I just I, don't know what kind of team they are. I'm I'm confident enough in you know Sam Hartman and At Perry to have a bounce back game because the truth is NC State is without their quarterback you know they're starting MJ Morris who's like eh I like the Deeks here um, bounce back win I still think Wake Forest is a good team you know that loss was like really unexplainable but give me the Deeks um yeah I think the Deacons will run, will take it but I don't think I I think it'll be I don't know. It's either going to be like a blowout or it's going to be a lot closer than we expect. All right. Next game. Um, I'm, let me cover this one. This is probably not one of the better games of the week, but it's a big rivalry, and it's my favorite team. We got Florida State at Miami. Florida State's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. You know, this is a really classic rivalry that dates back for 50 years. You know, this game used to determine who's going to win the national championship. Um too bad it doesn't anymore. Yeah. It hasn't for a while, but um yeah, I mean this game really depends on who's gonna start at quarterback for Miami. You know, if Tyler Van Dyke's healthy, I really think 
Miami could knock out Florida State. But if Jake Garcia plays again and plays how he did last week, you know, where they beat Virginia in four overtimes, 14 to 12, which is hilarious, it's not going to happen. You know, I think Florida State's running game is really strong. And they also got a really good passing attack with Jordan Travis and Johnny Wilson. So, honestly, I like Florida State, but, hell, give me Miami to cover because it's a rivalry game, even though Miami has not been covering this season. Um, All right. Yeah, I think that – I think the, I think Florida State will take – I got my Florida State flag right here behind me. I'm going to be wearing my Florida State tie. Um, I'm ready for the game. Uh, and I think that Florida State will take it. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm going to be definitely watching this game. I'm really hyped for it. But now let's move on to the next segment where um, it's called Lucas Betts. I give you eight of my best bets for the week, and then we'll review it next week. So the first bet, I like Tennessee to cover an eight-point spread against Georgia. You think Tennessee is going to win? I think it's going to be. I think they could win, but I think it's going to be closer. You know, I don't think Georgia's going to win by more than a touchdown. So you think Georgia's going to win? Um, I'm not sure. Here, I, I like Georgia, but I like it close. You know. Okay. Yeah. I like. Here, I like Purdue to – so Purdue's a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Iowa. I just think Purdue's a much better team. Iowa, even though they had their best offensive game of the season last week, I like Purdue to beat them by more than three-and-a-half points. Uh, the next game, I like Nebraska to cover. So Minnesota's a 16-point favorite on Nebraska, but Nebraska's been, you know, not terrible the last several weeks, to be frank. Um, so give me Nebraska to cover the 16-point spread. Next game – is Kentucky against Missouri. Kentucky's only a one-point favorite, but Kentucky has shown this season that they've been pretty good, and Missouri is just bad. I like Kentucky to win more by more than one point. Next game, Oklahoma State uh, against Kansas, where Oklahoma State is actually a one-point underdog. Um, even though they've lost pretty badly, Kansas hype is kind of dead, you know, ever since they were on top of the college football world, you know, several weeks ago, but... Give me Oklahoma State to win by more than one point. Um, next game, West Virginia, Iowa State. So Iowa State's a touchdown point favorite, but give me West Virginia, man. Iowa State has not been closing out games. You know, they got a good defense, but I think West Virginia is fine enough to cover that seven-point spread. No, nah, give me Iowa State. I mean, we'll see. Next next game is Kansas State, who's a two-point underdog against Texas. Give me Kansas State to straight-up win. Give me the fucking – Kansas State money line. Let's go Wildcats. Give me Texas. Give me Texas. Next game is... I think that's a ridiculous statement you just made. Hey, hey, let me finish. Uh, Notre Dame is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Clemson. Give me Notre Dame to cover that damn spread. Go Fighting Irish. Clemson's going to let us down. I hope not. All right, next segment. You know, let's do a draft. Wait, whoa, whoa! Are we not going to go over your last week's bets? Oh no, it's because I didn't, I didn't uh, announce him in the podcast last week, so you can't really. You didn't announce him? Are you serious? You could, you could. I only made, I didn't make eight bets last week because I wasn't really. How many bets did you make? Like five or four. Let me find them. Oh, you actually put money on him? No, no, no. It's. I say, you idiot. Um, Can we plug the the gambling hot uh, the gambling hotline? No, I I can't find my bets. But oh, can, right, can you give me one more bet real quick? Wait, wait, wait. I don't have one more bet. bet. I have one. 
Okay, who do you think will win? No, Albany or Elon? Um, I like Elon here because they really they showed against NC State earlier in the year that they could keep up with good teams, you know. Uh, where is it at? You know, Albany's really far away, so that might be a tough place to play. Um, I think it's at, let me check. It's at, it's at Elon. Yeah, give me Elon. All right, um, next. Yeah. Let's do a draft. We're going to name five best things about college football. You want to go first? Five best things about, okay. Um, first round, I'm going to, give me, give me the atmosphere. Man, that's, that's a really talented player. I'm not sure it's the best one, but, um, next I'm going to have to go with the fans, you know, college football, some of the best fans in the country. You have to go with fans here. It's a real Give me tailgates. Ooh, tailgate. That's another really talented player. Um, mm-hmm. Really high upside if you go to a good tailgate. Next, give me rivalries. You know, a core part oh, of college wow. Some of those can be really heated. Give me the football. The game. The actual game going oh, on. the game? Yeah, the game. All right, that's a interesting pick. You know, it's a core element of college football. I snuck that in. Yeah, of course, football is a very important part of football. Next, give me the tradition. The tradition. Mm, okay. All right. I'm, I'm sneaking this one in. Let me get chicken wings. Mm, Let chicken me get the wings. food. Let me get the food. I don't know Let about that. The, 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 the... Come on, you that's went, a good one. That's you went tailgate food, man. Are you hungry? A little bit. All right. A little bit. Let me think about this next one. Hmm. Give me, give me the stadiums, man. Some of these, the college football stadiums are bigger than any other sports stadiums in the world. You know. True. Yeah, you get more they fans get over showing up there. Yeah, crazy students. You know, it's it's packed for oh, like yeah. those big time SEC games and oh, some yeah. of those Big Ten games. Mm-hmm. All right, I get one more, right? Yeah. All right, give me the championship. Ooh, the national championship game. Um, mm-hmm. that's okay. I mean, personally, I prefer the regular season. I'm probably not going to head in that direction. I might have to go with. Man, this is tough. Should I go with the regular season? Because it probably has one of the best regular seasons in sports. Because losing one game in college football is like terrible. Like if you lose one game in any other sport, like the NBA or the NFL, you're fine. But in college football, you're like screwed. So, hell, give me the regular season. Okay, not bad. All right. You're keeping up with this Eagles-Houston um, game? Um, I'm not. They're keeping up, man. It's 14-14 the third. Start hey, of the event. third. It'd be cool if they could pull off an upset. So. Oh, yeah, next... their jerseys look nice, dude. They got a nice jersey on today. Yeah, Thursday night color rush. Oh, yeah. All right, next next segment. It's a segment I call Tidbits, where I just share pieces of news. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle hey, bell hey, hey, it's not Thanksgiving yet. It's not Thanksgiving yet. All right, next is Tidbits. I'm going to share three news stories from the week that I find interesting. First news story was, so a star linebacker for Florida, Brenton Cox, was released by the team. Um, I'm pretty sure he was a... Georgia transfer, who was regarded to be one of the best um, players 
or linebackers in the SEC. You know, he was a five-star. Pretty big loss for Florida, but I guess Billy Napier is really shifting the culture. All right, next is, so this guy named Austin Alney, I don't know how to pronounce this, A-U-N-E. He graduated high school in 2012, and now he is the North Texas Mean Green starting quarterback. So he's what? playing with people who graduated in 2022 when he graduated high school in 2012. He's 29 years old, and he also played minor league baseball. So I think that's pretty funny. Well, how did this happen? Hold on, I need to look at this. Let me look at their player roster. Austin. How old is this freaking guy? Doesn't he's say. The, he's the oldest quarterback in college football. Well, how old is he? He's 29. You know, he, damn. Dude, in this first year of college, the college football playoffs weren't even a thing. Just think about that. Dude, what? That's crazy. Stetson Bennett, you know, Stetson Bennett is older than 11 starting NFL QBs. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I saw that. And it's funny. he's been in. Yeah, and Joe Burrow is in his third year. He's older than Joe Burrow is in his third year in the NFL. <laughs> That's hilarious. And my last tidbit is, okay, so the number two overall player in the class of 2023 for a 24-7 sports, cornerback Cormani McLean out of Lakeland High School in Florida. He committed to Miami. He pulled an absolute shocker. Everybody, everybody and their mother thought he was going to Florida, but Miami just swooped in and stole his recruitment you know because they got that nl nil going on there you know mario really knows how to recruit i'm just saying for any miami fans worried trust the damn process mario can recruit he's going to bring in talent you know they're now a top 10 class in the country they leapfrog florida so i thought that was interesting um is there anything else you want to add i'm going to talk about this florida texas a&m game all right go ahead um, this game, well, do you have anything to say about it? I have some stuff to say about it. It's going to um, be pretty close. It's going yeah. to be a good game. Who do you think is going to win? XAM is a three-point favorite. Yeah, but the, the Gators' offense is looking a lot better than Texas A&M's. But the A&M's defense is looking a lot better than the Gators, so. Yeah, but let's see. I, I like the Gators here. You know, A&M, wait. It's, it at, it's at Texas. If Except Hunter Weigman starts, so they started a freshman quarterback, Hunter Weigman, against Ole Miss last year, uh, last week, who was pretty good. So I feel like if they ride with Hunter Weigman, I think that could be Florida. But as of right now, I really like Florida. Anthony Richardson is—he's been improving ever since the beginning of the year, where he was pretty bad and inconsistent. You know, he didn't score a passing touchdowns in like the first three weeks. He was a Gator here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be a good game. Ohio State's going to blow out Northwestern. Probably. Purdue's... I I think Purdue will beat Iowa. Yeah, Iowa. Uh, Iowa. No Those offense. Those are my Iowa. best bets. TCU, Texas Tech. Big 12 game. Um, it is on the road, looks like. Yeah, for, also, Texas, for TCU, I mean. The FIFA so, World Cup, non-cultural related, but the FIFA World Cup starts in 17 days. Oh, at Qatar? That's going to suck. In Qatar, yeah. Did you see that? Like, Aren't you not allowed to, like, dude, they have the stupidest rules. I guess it's Qatar. Yeah, like, no alcohol, no sex. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see the full rules. Yeah. This is, like, it's so stupid that it's in Qatar, you know, because of the corruption. It is. You know, Qatar just paid millions. They, yeah, they just paid for millions. it to be there. Um, 
No All alcohol. Right. Baylor, Oklahoma. Wait, hold on. Let me, dude. We gotta talk all right, about all right, more. Go, all right, yeah, let's talk about this game. Okay, let's talk about the the yeah. Dude, LGBTQ rights are restricted in Qatar. So you know, if you're gay, it's not gonna be a good idea to go to the Qatar World Cup. You can't even have sex. You can't go on dates, dude. What? <laughs> I mean, this is gonna be a lame World Cup. You know, all these stadiums are like new. They had like forced labor to build all of these. You know. It's kind of crazy to think about, but I mean, I'm going to be excited. Why are they doing this? Because it's a World Cup, dude. This is like the biggest sports event in the world. Yeah. All right. Oh, I found a good game. And then Baylor, Oklahoma. I I think that'll be a close game. game. Yeah. um, I like Oklahoma here. I like Baylor. I think Baylor will take it. Baylor, yeah, I think Baylor will get it. I know with Dylan, Gabriel, with, with Dylan Gabriel back, I I like the Sooners, you know. They were pretty abysmal without him. Plus, Baylor has just been really disappointing this year. You know, they were a preseason top 10 team. Definitely has not lived up to the hype. They beat Kansas. And Texas Tech. They're on a two-game win streak. I Right. So but who else then, have they lost to? They lost to BYU. That's a pretty bad loss. But they lost Oklahoma State, which is understandable. West Virginia, which is kind of understandable. I think that it's it's not it's not too not too unlikely. That's a good point. Well, Ben, thanks for joining me. Uh, it was fun. Thanks for covering. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's it. That's a podcast. Wouldn't you say so? I guess so. Anything else to add? Go dogs. See y'all next week.